Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today is 11-11, so make a wish. Have fun. I hope that you guys are having an awesome day. Um, we have some very blue skies among all like the orange and red trees right now happening in New York. I just got back from California, so it's always nice to come back to some seasons. Um, no shade to California. I love it there. I just, you know, I love fall too. So I'm happy to be back. Um, I have noticed lately that when I listen to podcasts, I don't really like anymore listening to like the intro or anything like that. So I'm not going to put that in today. I am a big fan of market how you consume and create how you consume, right? Like create out of what you enjoy. So this is what I enjoy is just like a more straightforward, like I'm just going to talk to you podcast today. Um, what we are going to cover is discounts, Cyber Monday, Black Friday, all those sort of things. I've been asked a lot of questions around this. Um, I'm also going to talk a little bit about pricing integrity and consistency and how that sort of plays into everything. So let's just get into it. All right. So again, this one's on discounts. I've wanted to do this for quite a while. I usually, if you've been here for a while, I usually send this around in a newsletter and in a blog post. So you may have seen some of this information from me before. Um, but if not, this is just, you know, a different way for me to talk about it. So I have, I've gotten a lot of requests that sort of fit underneath this entire umbrella of like pricing integrity and discounts and, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, if you are in the Friday Society membership, you know that I talked about, we had two whole months this summer where we focused on pricing strategy and then revenue streams. So this is not a new topic. This is something I've been talking about a lot. And that's because, you know, that's the bottom, like we can't keep doing our businesses if they're not making money. So it is important to talk about. Um, Jocelyn from Studio 7 Pilates, you did talk about, you know, appearing that you're not busy and like, you know, the optics of running a discount. So that's something that I want to talk about as well. Um, and there are a lot of companies that I know of that are often running discounts um, and it does sort of, you know, it tarnishes the brand integrity. So that's definitely something that I want to talk about as well. Now, I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of a background on pricing because we can't talk about discounts without talking about what you're discounting. So if your prices are all over the place, right? Like let's say you have a few people on $50 sessions. Let's say you have a few people on $90 sessions. This is if you're running privates and a few people on $150 sessions, right? With no rhyme or reason or no difference in the product, meaning the $50 session has the exact same content as the $150 session, you have to handle your pricing consistency first before you should be engaging in a flash sale or a promotion or something like that. Once you are then on a more level playing field, then you can start looking at discounts and promotions. So I would say this is sort of like pre-work, right? Of like, do you have a bunch of people on different prices that you've been offering? And this is not a judging thing. Like I, I had this too. I dealt with this a lot in my first like one or two years of business because in the beginning, you just want to take the work, right? So like you change your pricing package and then you finally got the confidence to start charging a little bit more. And so what happens is you end up having people on a bunch of different prices and your product is exactly the same. 
And that's a really fast track to burnout because you then start to resent the people that are paying less, even though they have no idea what's going on, right? They don't know that like other people are getting charged more and that, you know, they're sort of being, they're in like this different bucket. So it's a really easy way to fall out of integrity with your business and to like really blur those boundaries. So this is something that I would say, make sure you're getting everybody on the same page first, right? And raising prices and having those communications, again, all that stuff is in the membership. Um, for the sake of today, I'm not quite going to go into that, but I can do another episode on that if you guys wanted to. So we did go really deep into pricing strategy. I'll, I'll recap a little bit, right? So let's say if you're a studio, if you're a group fitness studio, and you're saying that you charge $45 for a drop-in, but you have an unlimited membership for $199 a month, and your client frequency for that package is $20 a month, right? Or, sorry, your client frequency for that package is 20 times a month, meaning your average of the person who's on the $199 is coming in 20 times a month, Right. What you're actually saying, because if the bulk of your people are paying $9.95 per class, your class is worth $9.95. Like that's what you are saying. You're not speaking it out loud, but that is what you are saying in how you're running your business. So that is a $35 discrepancy, which makes you seem like you're trying to pull one over on the people who are booking in without like knowing the tricks, right? Without knowing like the how to get one in and like how to, you know, sort of take advantage of the system. So I do, I know that recurring revenue can feel like the thing that you need and I do get that, but you have to have consistency with your pricing first and foremost, and then you create your packages around that. When it comes to pricing and, you know, like everything, I say this a lot, consistency is key to having a great brand reputation marketing, pricing, all like you need to be consistent with all of these things to make sure that you're upholding a really strong brand. If one person is coming to class for $10, right? If I'm going to use this 995 example of this $199 unlimited, if one person is coming to class for 10 bucks and 50% are coming for $45, at some point the lie is going to surface and you're going to have a bunch of people who feel like you're taking advantage of them, right? Like word gets out, people talk. We all know this about our businesses. People talk to each other. We Everybody knows, right? And so when you start to have changes and you start to have discrepancies, people do sort of figure it out. So here, you know, if you guys have been here for a while, you know that like in my little corner of the world, authenticity and integrity as a business owner is paramount. It's always going to be the most important thing that we're focused on. Now, when it comes to running blanket discounts, meaning everyone gets the same percentage off and it's public, right? Like a public facing discount, a flash sale, something like that would be a blanket discount. There are a few businesses I know of, like I mentioned earlier, and I'm sure that you can think of two that are always running a quote unquote, limited, you know, limited time only. This has been sold out three times before. And so we're bringing it back, right? Like I see there's a few um, businesses I know of that are constantly posting like, oh, this package sold out four times. So we're bringing it back. And I'm like, just keep it then. Like if you're going to keep saying like, oh, it's sold out, make sure you get it, like get on and on it fast. And then I know that you bring it back. It doesn't matter to me that it's going to sell out because I know you're going to bring it back. So the sense of urgency in the marketing is a lie. And it makes me distrust this company, like subconsciously, but it does make me distrust this company a little bit. So 
you know, we can think of these companies, it does just feel out of integrity and it does feel confusing. So yes, it does make your business appear, and this was Jocelyn's question, it does make your business appear that it's also not doing too well, right? Because like, if you're going to tell me like, oh, we're only offering 10 founder memberships and it's going to be, you know, $1.99 a month and there's only 10 available. It's really to celebrate our people, you know, and I'm like, okay, great. I, I totally get that. I'm a big fan of a founder membership. I really am. Um, I do think we do this at SoulCycle all the time when we would first open in a new market or something like that. And it is a really great way to celebrate those loyalists and those people that live nearby and they're really going to be like your ride or die supporters. And I love, I love, love, love a founder membership deal. I think that's great. Um, but don't then say, okay, we only have 10 and then sell it out and then add another 10 and then sell it out and add another 10. Like at that point, I'm like, okay, so then you're telling me your product is $1.99 and that's five. You're, if that's what you want to do, that's okay. But like, just say that then, right? Because it has a very strange, um, it just changes the way people perceive your brand. So it is, you know, it is incredibly easy to get your clients used to a discount. And this is where it becomes a slippery slope. It is hard to regain that trust from your consumer when you tell them that your price is worth, you know, X amount of dollars when you've actually been communicating that it's worth half of that. So it's really hard to build back that trust of full price. And that's really what I want to make you guys understand with running a discount. So I do want to take a look. Let's take a look at like, J no shade to J. Crew. I love J. Crew. I love John Lyons. Love Real Housewives of New York. Um, I don't think, you know, Jenna was not behind this. I don't, I don't think, I don't know. Anyway, I digress. Let's take a look at companies like J. Crew. Uh, Loft is a really good one. Macy's. There are a ton of retailers that got their client way too used to discounts. So used to discounts that charging full price is actually just not really possible for them anymore. So I personally don't buy anything at J. Crew unless I know it's going to be like 40% off because that's usually the discount that they're running. They run it all the time. Every time I've bought something at J. Crew, it's been 40% off. I've never bought something for what the price says on the price tag. And at this point, because I every time I shop there, they are running something, I probably, if I saw something cute and it was full price, I would probably just wait a few days and then I would know that they're going to have 40% off. So it really is a slippery slope to rely on discounts for a bump in your sales. Um, and I do just want you to be cognizant of that. If you are, it's it's a slippery slope and it's a fast, fast, fast path to being out of integrity with your pricing. So again, you can't tell someone your jacket is worth $200 if you're constantly selling it for $120. You can't tell someone that your drop-in class is worth $35 when you are constantly selling it for 10. So it's just an important thing that I want you guys to really just understand. Um, my personal rule of thumb, one that I advise clients on is never, just to put some numbers to it, never to run a discount more than four times a year, right? So any kind of promotion, like you want, if you want to break it out quarterly, that makes sense, you know, for depending on whatever like your sales goals are. But four times a year is pretty much the maximum of what I would say. So this could look like a summer sale for those June and July dips, a January sale to support, you know, New Year's and people trying to build new habits, Maybe you have an anniversary sale of whenever your business was started and then, you know, Black Friday or Small Business Saturday if you choose to partake in that. All right, so now we're going to get into the discounts portion of this podcast episode. The first 
point that I'm going to make here is to support your product and your promotions by talking about your product all the time, not just during your promotion. And what I mean by that is this is why I really, really want you guys to stay consistent with your marketing. Because if you are putting something on sale, let's say you have a pelvic floor program and you're going to put it on sale on Black Friday, but you never talk about it. What you're doing on Black Friday is setting yourself up for failure because, and just real bad burnout and like exhaustion because you're going to be needing to talk about your product and explain your product at the same time that you're trying to sell it. So if you have a really strong runway of marketing and you are constantly talking about and optimizing your messaging of what it looks like to work with you and what's included and all that fun stuff, if you're often talking about your product, then when it comes time for it to go on sale, people know about what they're doing, right? They know about what they're buying already and you don't need to sort of do any like convincing because they're already aware. So that's gonna be the first thing that I'm gonna say, right? Is just like to make sure that you are staying consistent with your marketing, talk about your product every single day. Um, If you don't know how to do that, like sell from your heart, like talk about your product and how it pertains to your own story and how it changed your life. Um, because I know that pretty much all of us have a business model where we've used a lot of these things in our life to help make it easier and more fun. So start talking about that. Make sure that people are fully in the loop there. Um, when it comes to the things that you're putting on sale, you really only want to run a discount on things that are absolutely scalable. Now, we did a lot of work on your revenue streams in, um, it was August of the membership. Again, if you ever join, like the full training is still there and the workbook, the revenue stream workbook was really great that month. I loved it. Um, and there's a lot of pages in there on figuring out how to discern which revenue streams are active, meaning you're trading time for money or which revenue streams were scalable, meaning that you, you know, you're putting in the same amount of time no matter no matter how many people are in this product. So I personally only ever run promotions for my scalable revenue streams, which would be the Friday Society membership. Um every now and again on courses, but I really I don't really do that much anymore. Um, but I really only run promotions for the Friday Society membership, and I've only ever done that twice, actually. I never do a promotion or a discount on my one-on-one sessions because this is my time and my utilization is at max capacity. Like I am, I am booked out. Um, so I, I do need to raise my prices, but I don't, I'm not in a place where I should be running any sort of discounts because that's just going to be a hit to my revenue. It's not going to do anything for a bump in my revenue because I only have so much time and all those sessions are booked out at full price. Um, so that is something that I would just sort of look at. It depends on what your goals are. If you're like needing to increase your revenue or, you know, all of that different stuff, um, raising prices definitely again will be a different podcast episode. I, one thing that I do though, is that I do give discounts to my members. So people that are in the Friday Society membership do get a discount when I run programs and they do get a discount on -on one-on-one sessions. So the reason that they do that is because, or the reason I do that is because that is a reward for being a part of my community and it's to supplement the work that we do inside the membership and like to, for me to just say thank you. The other part there to this is that I know my members very well already. So when I take one-on-one sessions with people that I don't know, there's a lot more time spent. It's it's a lot more energy for me to like get to know your business 
Whereas members, I know your business is already very well. So it's, it is sort of like less, it's not less work, but it is a little bit less of like an upfront energy investment because I already know their businesses. So that discount to me makes sense. Um, and it sort of, it, you know, it, it correlates directly to like my energy levels. So that's, you know, just a, a way that I think about it, if that's helpful for anyone. Okay, so the second thing that I would say is use a discount instead of creating a million different packages. These are, I've gotten this question a few times of like, should I just create, you know, um, Black Friday membership package or should I just give people a discount code? And I would always say to do a discount code because for two different reasons, right? So the first reason is that if you are to run a discount, I am a fan of using discount codes as opposed to creating entirely new packages because... People know the discount that they're getting, which is really nice. Um, you always want people to know like, okay, cool, you know, this package should be $2.99. I'm getting 25% off right now because Black Friday, like my discount code was Black Friday or, you know, anything like that. So you are sort of reiterating like we talked about earlier of like, okay, the product should be this much money. Um, one time a year, it's going to be this much money and that's where I have this discount code. So that's something that I would say. Um, and then number two it is so much easier for you to manage that as opposed to needing to create all new packages. So that's, you know, big win for you is that that's just going to be much easier. And then number three, all of your reports are really clean. So like when you're pulling a sales report on, you know, your 12 time a month package and your 16, 16 time a month package, all your numbers are there. It accounts for the people who are using discount codes. It accounts for people who are not. So that's something that's really important um, to me is just being able to have everybody on the same page, see all of your stats, all of your numbers, understand what's going on with your business. When you're pulling a report, you're not thinking like, oh, wait, I forgot about the student discount package. Oh, wait, I forgot about the military discount. If you do that, it is likely that somebody is going to like slip through the cracks or some sort of group is going to slip through the cracks. Okay, the third thing under the promotions umbrella is to know your data and your goals, right? So I have noticed that my retention from people who have joined on a promotion is much lower than those who join at full price. So this is something that I would encourage you guys to look into. I would really look into churn from people. And we all know this, that there's always going to be people that just want a discount. And then when they don't get the discount anymore, they might quit. So this is just something for you guys to think about. For me, the Friday Society membership is priced so low that it's not worth it for me to run discounts anymore. Like I did that in June and I it was really fantastic. I got a lot of really amazing people. Um, but retention on people who join through a promotion is just not as high as those who are ready to make the full-on investment, which is a very minimal investment, right? So like that I know. Um, so that's, you know, just something I, I've looked at. I probably won't do another promotion. And if I do, it might be more in that like value add um, as opposed to percentage off. So I would really consider the retention rates of people that have joined your business through a promotion. If that matters to you, if you have a recurring business model, then I would maybe think twice. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying look at your data before you jump into like a blanket percentage off. Again, if this is a scalable product or a one and done sort of product, like a one-time course delivery or something like that, that's going to look different because retention doesn't quite matter when it comes to that. Um, so yeah. All right. 
Let's get into Black Friday specifically and Cyber Monday specifically and all that is coming up. Now, for us in America, I know there's a lot of like Australian people um, who tune in here. So for us in America, Black Friday is known to us as the day after Thanksgiving when a ton of stores offer discounts and shopping is absolutely nuts. Um, prior to online shopping, you would like gear up with your families and go out to stores and pick up products. Now there's a lot of the online, you know, version of that. So it's just a day that you're getting a lot of discounts. Um, I've written this in my blog a few times, but I think it just bears repeating. The term Black Friday is comes from a little bit of a strange um, history. And I always just like to make sure we're like talking about that and considering those things. So the term Black Friday, I'm going to link this article for you guys in the show notes too, so that you can read more about it if you want to. There are a few myths about it, um, but the actual true story comes from Philadelphia in the 1950s. I'm just going to read straight from the article right here, just this little quote. Um, Back in the 1950s, police in the city of Philadelphia used the term to describe the chaos that ensued on the day after Thanksgiving when hordes of suburban shoppers and tourists flooded into the city to take in in advance of the big Army-Navy football game held on that Saturday every year. So not only were Philly cops not allowed to take the day off, but they had to work extra long shifts dealing with the additional crowds and additional traffic. Um, shoplifters apparently also took really bad advantage of the bedlam in stores and made off with merchandise, adding to the law enforcement headache. By 1961, Black Friday had caught on in Philadelphia to the extent that the city's merchants and boosters tried unsuccessfully to change it to Big Friday in order to remove like negative connotations. The term didn't spread to the rest of the country until much later. However, as recently as 1985, it wasn't common use nationwide. Sometime in the late 1980s, however, retailers found a way to reinvent Black Friday and turn it into something reflected positively rather than negatively on them and their customers. The result was the red to black concept of the holiday and the notion that the day after Thanksgiving marked the occasion when America's stores turned a profit. So that's the end of the quote. What they're referencing is there was a, there's a, um, not a rumor, but there's like a false um, story about this, about Black Friday that you went from red to like your revenue went from being in the red to being in the black. Um, Being in the black means profitable. I don't know why it wouldn't be like green then, like, right? Like if we're going red to green, like, I don't know, green Friday, but anyway, that was, that's a lie. It's like something that, um, I don't know. It's just a lie. But anyway, so I will link that article for you guys in the show notes if you want to read more about it. But what has happened since then is now that we is that we now have Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, and Giving Tuesday, right? So Black Friday is traditionally done in stores, Small Business Saturday, Small Businesses. Cyber Monday, Cyber Shopping, Giving Tuesday, when your company is talking a lot more about the percentage that they give back. Um, Do I love that Giving Tuesday is all the way at the end when everyone is shopped out? Absolutely not. Do I wish that maybe people would integrate their donations a little bit more into this full weekend? Yes. So that might be something to think about. Um, I'll just, as a reminder, I always, I have always, ever since I started my company, I donate 1% to the New York Common Pantry, which is, um, it's a really amazing food pantry in New York City, which is also where I volunteer a lot of my time. 
Um, but for you guys, like Giving Tuesday, maybe you want to give a little bit extra. I'm probably going to do that, um, where you give a little bit extra of your revenue to your supported charities. So that's what that looks like. I'm not going to tell you whether or not to participate in these deals and in this like shopping weekend, because that is entirely up to you. But if you do, do it well. Let people know something is coming. Start talking about your products now, right? Like start talking about your products yesterday. You always want to be talking about your product, what it's like to work with you and getting your marketing in order much before you start to run a promotion. All right, you guys, that is it for today. I hope this episode was helpful and that you all have a truly lovely holiday season. To recap, stay consistent with your pricing, level out your pricing so that you are coming from a more um, stable sense of your business. Consider the promotions, consider what your goals are. If recurring revenue is a promotion or if recurring revenue is a goal for you, I would maybe steer clear or figure out a value add as opposed to a discount off. Um, know your data, know your goals, right? Don't just run promotions blindly and most often stay consistent with your marketing. The other, the last piece of this is just stay in integrity with what you're telling your client. Be truthful about what your product actually costs. Again, if you have 50% of your clientele paying, you know, a lot less than the other people and it's kind of this like secretive deal Word's going to get out and you're not really being in integrity. So that's just something that I would really like for everybody to consider. And that's that. I hope you guys have an amazing week and we'll be back next week.